Hello and welcome to Stealing the Remote for another episode where we'll finally get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe after spending a lot of time on some DC films and other assorted things. With me, as always, is the woman who has had to go to school already, even though the kids did not, my mother. Hello again. Here am I, and today I'm not hosting, which is much relaxer. Yeah, it's it's all back to me. Like, I can feel the pressure building. We uh, saw Iron Man last night. The yes, Robert did. Downey Jr. Uh, first installment of the universe uh, from 2008, uh, directed by John Favreau. And uh, let's just start off by the very original question we start off every time with. Uh, what did you think? Well, before we began, I asked you, can I follow it? Will I understand it? And you said, yeah, you will. And yes, I did. I loved it because everything is explained. Everything is uh, very clear for a stupid one like me. And um, I see him building up his Iron Man. And, um, well, I really like them. I really, so maybe I like Marvel better than DC. I'm sorry. Maybe Marvel is for the ones with less, um, well, um, <laughs> um for the stupid ones. Yeah, let's, let's not. For the childish ones. Yeah, to, to an extent, it's much more family friendly, of course. Uh, even though this one does start out in, the desert of Afghanistan and with war and stuff. So did, did you, what did you expect going into it and, and landing there while I'd had, well, while it said that it would be more, well, less dark perhaps. I must say, since I'm watching movies for this podcast, I think I'm quite sure that I'm getting used to lots and lots of violence and action and getting used means I'm not shocked as easily as I was. So it's really true. You get, you get a, li- a bit uh, um, numb. numb with a lot of violence. You can see it without uh, putting your hands before your eyes. And so, well, the, the, that it started out in Afghanistan was all right, <laughs> I guess. It wasn't that bad. I didn't. I didn't have a clue, by the way, who who the man uh, was who was drinking whiskey in in not in a military uniform. But as I said, it's a, it's a very clear film. So um, I, I yeah, you're not supposed I, to know yet. Like no, that, but that it it gets explained. So after soon after that, I understood. Um, why he was shocked seeing the Stark rocket when he was um, blown up yeah. um, with uh, people he, he was traveling with. Oh, yeah, no. And, and I mean, all you need to know is it's Robert Downey Jr. and his character is basically him. So that's Well, I must tell you, you said, which film shall we watch? And then you said to me, Robert Downey Jr. is the head leading character so i said okay let's do it because i like him a lot so everything he does is all right you know he's yeah. seeing his eyes is enough for me exactly i i knew as much like i i feared a young one at that like that yeah that. i think i knew him uh, from uh, ali mcbeal and uh, i've loved him ever since i uh, i just like his features 
I must mm-hmm. say, yeah. Now, did, uh, did you follow at all, like, at the time, the, the sort of dip his career went through? Yeah, he was a drug addict, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, okay. I, no, I, Ali I, McDill was, was his chance to come uh, back, I think. But I'm not sure. It, Maybe it, you told me this film also made a, a big career move for him. Yeah. And meant a big career move for him. Yeah, and, and especially knowing what we know now, that there is a universe that came after this one movie... This this one was a big success. So he's he's the highest paid actor in the universe, and he negotiates notoriously well for that the the amounts that he's paid. So he's he he's doing pretty damn all right uh, right about now. So since he's Iron Man, it certainly helped because it, okay. it it did make him a legitimate name again, and and you know getting over all the drugs did probably help. Well, um, he's a good actor. Oh, that too, also. absolutely. He, I mean, he deserved his his second chance. Let's assume it was a second chance. And he convinces as Iron Man. He is um, well. They, they, the the character has some depth. Hmm. I'd say. Yeah, no, definitely, and he, and he he's probably not a very not a shallow uh, superhero. No, he has a lot of character flaws, which he 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 knows. And and you you do see him grow in that sense, like he he starts off vastly different from what he becomes, but he does stay his his sarcastic, arrogant self to some extent. So it's it's a likable asshole is what they were sort of going for, I guess. And and a likable asshole. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's something to aim for in life in general. That's yeah. that's what I'm going for. A likable asshole. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I find also um, amusing, amusing, uh, good. Oh, I I lack of uh, vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sorry, all right. just, it's just... A Sunday afternoon, and I'm still. I just went to the cinema, and I'm yeah, still we'll with get my to head that at the end. with yeah. another film. But let me tell you this: <laughs> what I thought strong in this movie is that you see how Iron Man evolves. Um, it's not like Batman falls in a bad cave and then has suddenly is Batman or Superman falls down from space and then is Superman or uh, even, well, Daredevil a little bit, you see how he gets blind and then gets the Daredevil. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's the blind he, he one. Becomes, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. The blind one. I'm not. And, 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 I'm not mixing up some characters because I easily could. I mean, yeah, no. But what we're but watching Iron is Man, still yeah. Daredevil. Even is still evolving in in the first season because what you've seen is him in like a black shirt yeah. and and with a a sock over his head, and yes. that's his costume, and that's not his eventual costume either. So okay, that I don't know because yeah, I only saw three episodes. I know, but... But we were talking about Iron Man. I love also that he... Well, that he is a... He's a, he's a nerd. He's a very intelligent person. 
who builds everything himself. It's not coming out of space or coming from the bats or coming from Oh, the whatever. bats built the bat suit. That's how, that's how that but works. But he, he builds his own suit. And, and the film is sometimes really funny when, for instance, when he tries out, when he's back in America and tries out his new costume and tries to fly and everything goes wrong and he goes flat against the wall and the second time again and then... You know, it was also, I, I think I smiled. Yeah, no, yes. it's it's definitely lighthearted. Like, it's it's more humorous, and that's that's just fun. And I can appreciate that, especially at this point in the universe when it's... We'll get to that. But, no, it's it's an origin movie, so it's it's more clear-cut in that sense. It's, it's accessible because you have to introduce the character completely, where, uh, whereas... Batman and Superman are sort of in a place now where they're expected to be established figures. And this was a D-list character. It was basically all they had and what they wanted to make a movie about. They tried it out and they were like, we have to convince the audience that this is a cool character. But nobody knows who Iron Man is at the time. Oh, Uh, were there any comics of Iron Man? There were comics, but nobody outside of the, the... community would have known like the mainstream public did not know Uh, and i should probably explain that marvel has been on the brink of bankruptcy uh, like in the late 90s i believe somewhere around there and they had to sell the rights to their characters to make films of them so they they stayed afloat that by by selling characters and you know so they don't have the rights to a bunch of characters anymore because okay. at this point in, in 2008, you had already had the, the sort of revival of the superhero movie by the X-Men franchise, which is mm-hmm. about mutants who uh, are born with other strange powers. And that's a whole, that's basically one half of the universe that they sold to 20th Century Fox. Mm-hmm. So they make those movies and they're unconnected to uh, the Marvel movies. And the same goes for Spider-Man, who was over at Sony. Uh, those are different films and they couldn't use their, their best-selling characters uh-huh. like Spider-Man to make uh-huh. a movie. So they had to basically resort to, okay, let's make something we think is cool and, and convince the audiences out there that it is. So it's, it's sort of a, a, a success so it was story. A good, a good, a good move to engage Robert Downey Jr. Oh, definitely. That, that, that casting alone is Iron Man. absolutely. That's, such a big part of why it works and why the entire universe worked because they did make another movie in the same year already uh which is the incredible hulk which wasn't as successful wasn't as good to be fair and the actor cast in that one didn't stay on so Mm -hmm. they had to recast that one so that that's a movie that we might watch just for fun because it's it's still enjoyable but it's only sort of part of the universe because it never really comes mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. whereas iron man completely ties into everything and it's sort of just the beginning it, it kicks everything off what i liked also is that it's not an entirely white cast that his mm. best friend is um a roadie colonel Rhodes. to start with is uh well they were in the in the in the no, he was not in the, in the car with him. That was the 
Yeah, they were in separate he survived. Cars. Yeah, yeah, that's what. He's a dick to him and and says like drive with someone else and that saves him. Whoops. Yeah. And uh, well, and there is this um, um, Jensen. Oh yeah, which is also there are a lot uh, of Arab characters and not yes. all of them terrorists, which is nice. Yes, that's also. When was this? Two thousand eight. Yeah. Well, everything had to start then. Yep. Um, uh, about Rhodey, by the way, that's the m- major recasting that they also did. <laughs> so next next movie, like in Iron Man two, they'll still be Rhodey. He'll just have a different face. Oh, different but not actor. a different color. No, he'll. Well, it's, sti- it's still a black character, and okay. and he was in the <laughs> comics, I believe. So that's that's okay. that's still the same. <laughs> they didn't change that, but you do have to look twice. Like, you look vastly different. Mm-hmm. So that's, well, that's, they did it at they, Dallas. I mean, they can they can get away with it. No absolutely, problem. and and especially since it was pretty early on. Like I nowadays, you you I it was weird for me seeing this one again. Okay, like when I first saw the movies, I was like, they damn it, they recast it, and I I liked it better the first time. And now I look back and I'm like, no, 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 it's it was right. a wise choice, and the sec- the actor they got is great. So mm-hmm. it's. Uh, what I find interesting, I said it to you while we were watching, is I asked you from what year the film was. So it was 2008. It's not even 10 years ago. No. But um, just I'm decade. sure um, everything we see was, uh, at the time, uh, science fiction. And nine years later, lots of it is, is quite normal now. We we talked about um, Star Wars, where yeah. this three D hologram um, appeared of Princess Leia, and we discussed it that yeah. it was really something quite new at the time. And here we see uh, Jarvis, who's talking to him, and everything in his house is going electronically. And um, well, okay, I don't have a robot that will help me. But um, <laughs> lots of it has come, has become reality already. So it's it's yeah, we do good have to Siri, realize we do how have VR. fast things go. Mm-hmm. Because as a as a side sideway, sideway whatever, uh, yeah, uh, sidestepping. What I'm not sure what you're. Yeah. I saw Atomic Blonde last week, which I loved, by the way, and I'm very sure I wouldn't have loved it if I hadn't seen. Uh, my podcast films, I must say, because it's a lot of action and a lot of violence and a lot of blood, but I loved it. But it was so funny to see uh, Atomic Blonde playing, made this year, but playing in 1989, the year that a wall came down, the Berlin Wall, for those who... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not not the one that Trump will inevitably build. Well, that's not coming down. <laughs> but it was so funny to see or to realize. I mean, 1989 to me is like yesterday because it was a very important year in in, in my life and in the world, and mm. and and it it's it's a vivid recollection of the year. But seeing it now. And realizing there were no smartphones. Uh, people were using telephones with a wire. People were not knowing where everybody was because you had to call or you had to go to see someone. And, um, well, it's, it's funny to realize how fast 
things are going and and well yesterday no not yesterday the day before yesterday I watched um, Blowout uh, on television in in my uh, memory it was really a good movie I must say I'm sorry but I was a huge John Travolta fan when I was 17 <laughs> and this was the first movie where he was like a serious actor um, seeing it back um, we all I make think, mistakes I think, well, um, he's not such a great actor as I thought he was. Let's stay at yeah. that. The, the movie, by the way, was so slow, so slow. But what was really funny, he's playing a sound, en sound um, engineer in a very uh, bad movies, which was funny because the start of the film is uh, you see a, a, a stupid film where a man with a big knife comes and there are all naked ladies in the house <laughs> and you think, oh my God, where, what's this? And uh, and uh, as we know, Brian De Palma really loved Hitchcock, so we see also a shower scene with a knife and a shower curtain and, and then um, you hear her scream when she's stabbed and... Um, it's like, oh, and then you realize um, this is not the movie. This is the movie in the movie because mm. he's a sound engineer and he has to uh, make the sounds for, well, the whole movie, he, he needs a good scream. Yeah. And he gets a good scream, by the way. But funny was um, he was still uh, working with... Um, uh, tape recordings. Yeah, he had to go out to the woods to tape uh, the wind and to tape the ducks and to ta tape uh, people walking by and talking. And um, he had a huge microphone, at least thirty thirty five centimeters, which at the time I'm sure was um, something very special because he could hear people. Uh, uh, 200 yeah. meters away and um, re seeing that and realizing at that time it was you know there are shots endless long shots of the tape recorders oh. um, because at the time it was uh, I think uh, as I remember it also wow what a technique what a what a this is high tech stuff. this is high tech this. stuff yeah. this is a studio where it's like wow and now you see it and you think oh my god this can't be true this is ancient well, technology people are doing this at and it's not so long ago you know yeah it's really funny and atomic blonde also was um well no sm a world without smartphones and you know people existed and they communicated and there were spies everywhere it's, go and see the movie if you haven't seen it yet yeah because okay great we'll get back to movies we've also seen that aren't iron man later there there were smartphones sort of in in iron man but apparently the the most high-tech phones they had to show that he's rich are like still flip phones that just slide up and do have video calling but they had video calling that yeah. was uh, really so, uh, so special it, a green on the phone it was um yeah it, it could slide up and then rotate yeah, to be yeah. in landscape mode instead of portrait i'm sure it was very impressive at the time like, mm -hmm. look at that rich guy with his mobile phone <laughs> But the Jarvis, you know, when he comes home and says, Hi, I'm here, and, and he's answering, it's like a, a, yeah. a reminiscence to her, where, where her um, shows us, I think, for a great deal how the world ha has become already. 
And, um, well, said 2008, it was a... a, a Even more futuristic than now. A futuristic vision, which within 10 years has become reality. And this is quite interesting about seeing older movies. Yeah, but to realize how how things have changed without us um, noticing it. Because how, it's how fast so it, fast. Yeah. yeah. And then well, you it realize goes so it. gradually that you just accept this as a sort of status quo, but it's gone really quickly and it's always only been around for, for a very short time. But artificial intelligence is still sort of sci-fi because we have just programmed responses and everything, but this is basically a person. Uh, yeah, okay. And, and has a bit of sass. And yeah, but... Jarvis will get a, a plot line later on, so that's that's sort of funny. Just remember that Paul Bettany uh, just came in to do those lines and read what the words on the page for two hours and got his check and left. Oh, but he, he, but later on, he actually gets a bigger role and there something happens. So we'll okay. we'll get to that. John Favreau uh, himself is, by the way, in the movie. He was the guy just walking behind Tony all the time, like the assistant who said, that's a pretty girl when the reporter oh, yeah. came. <laughs> that, that guy is the director. So that's... that's oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's okay. nice uh, to know. Yeah, about women in the film. Yeah, let's, let's get to that. <laughs> well, there's only one woman... Pepper Potts, played by Gwyneth... Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Um, she's redhead in this film. Mm-hmm. She cannot walk on high heels. <laughs> I think it's, by the way, ridiculous why she walks on these high heels when she's running. And but well, it's yeah, she a probably wasn't expecting to be running away from Roberts. I mean, they, um, they did try. She's very one-dimensional. Is that yeah. English? Yeah. Very one-dimensional. Well, two-dimensional two is, is what you're trying to say, but. That's that's the expression, not grammatically incorrect, but yeah. Mm-hmm. She's three-dimensional, I mean... Yeah, technically speaking, but we're watching a movie and it's not what you're trying to say, damn it. <laughs> she's, uh, she's um, well, I'm, I'm searching for the right word. Um, she's just a generic love interest to you. A what? Generic love interest to you. What's a generic love interest um, well, a love interest, I hope you understand, yes. but generic just means like it's, it's run of the mill, just what you see in movies all the time. Just, there's nothing more to her than being the love interest in, in I, well, I, it's, it's she, what I'm hearing. She, she is, no, she's, I, I don't see her like that. No, she's just, I think, um, from a, a male vision, um, it's probably funny to have a girl wo- working for you who gets rid of all the girls you sleep with and doing it like a sort of robot um, without any feelings. And of course, we'll have to think she loves him, but she, well, do they, do they not? But she's, as I said, very flat. Very, yeah. I, I've seen her in other films. She's she's a good actress, but here mm. she's she's like a. The words are failing me today. One well flat, without any depth. Yeah, but, but also without any. Yeah. Yeah, but there is, of course, 
there is supposed to be the arc of, of him respecting her more at the end, I guess. So there, there's, it's not like she doesn't have feelings. It's, but she doesn't have a lot of time on screen necessarily. I think they tried to give her some, some agency by having her help defeat the villain by turning mm-hmm. all the, the things on and, and exploding the whole building. Yeah, but uh, then again, she's the, the, the standard woman, like, oh, I'm not, oh, can I do this? Oh, no, maybe, oh, no, this is not for me. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. Well, at that point, I must say, our DVD crashed three times. Well, so maybe after that, that she got earlier. really better, but um, no, it this crashed the end of three the times. No, it crashed three times where she had to put out his heart, his uh, oh, thing out yeah. of his heart, and she was uh, no, whining no. like, "Oh, I cannot do this." Um, later on, you would have just put your hand in his heart, and yeah, I know. Sure, I would. No, but that's that's the if one. If Robert scene. Downey would ask me, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was the one scene we sort of had to skip, like the two minutes where she she replaces yeah, his arc times. reactor. <laughs> yeah, we we got up to that point, and the dick the disc just sort of got Collapsed. stuck, and, and it was weird. But we just sort of skipped two minutes and and didn't miss a lot, probably. So, but that also happened. later on when she has to uh, put her, well, the only thing she has to do is put her, push all the buttons. I said, "Oh, can I do it? Yeah, yeah, you can." Well, women aren't playing a big role, I'd say. No. There's this reporter who is, as a gimmick, comes back every time and... Yeah, she's... She's she's a strong journalist. I guess she she doesn't take his shit, but she still sleeps with him, so it's, it's, yeah, I, 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 I'd sleep with him, I mean, yeah, yeah, that, I can relate to that, <laughs> I mean, he's rich in the film, I mean, yeah, well, in reality, he's rich too, <laughs> yeah, so, he's, he's getting 50 million for the latest Avengers movie, so, he's, he's getting paid, don't worry, he could give me a bit, yeah, yeah, would be nice, yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, d- 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 that was the scene we skipped, and you also slept through some stuff. No, you were you were caressing me on my foot, saying, "Mom, there. I think you're sleeping," and I said, "No, I'm not. I'm awake. I'm." Then really you were just awake. closing your eyes while awake, which isn't a clever thing to do during a movie. But yeah, <gasps> uh, well, um, it doesn't mean I didn't like it. Um, it just meant I, I slept poorly the night before because my two lovely children came home very late and made a lot of noise. <laughs> so, um, Jensen I liked a lot. Yeah. And it was touching. I mean, this was a moment where I, well, I didn't cry, but... You felt something, at least. Uh, the tears were burning behind my eyes, but that was because the tears were in Robert Downey's eyes, and that was so touching. <laughs> So uh, yeah. yeah, no, no I liked was, it. Was, was, was great. was good, and and the whole Ten Rings uh, terrorist organization is is from the comics as well, and sort of hints to the Mandarin, who is villain, and that we never see in the movie, but that's taken from that. That was supposed to be the villain originally, as I understand it, but uh, John Favreau was like, I'm not sure how to take on this character, so he changed it to Obadiah Stane the iron monger, the, the giant robot at the end. 
Yeah, for at least 20 minutes I, I thought, I know this guy, I know this guy, but normally he has hair. They've made him bald and I don't recognize him. Who's this guy? So Eli had to look it up for me in between, said it's Jeff Bridges. I said, yeah, Jeff Bridges, yes, now I know. Mm. He was a good villain. Yeah, yeah. He was, was a, a lovable villain. Yeah, also he was sort of, sort of creepy start off, like you don't necessarily suspect mm. for a good portion of the movie. That he was, in fact, the villain. Yeah, I missed that part. That, that's but sort of crucial, but yeah. Okay, but then I then he was really enjoying being in the in the Iron Man suit, and that was also yeah, it was quite funny. Yeah, I re yes. I, overall, I liked this movie. I enjoyed myself. I laughed almost. Well, what more can you wish for? Yeah. Speaking of the, the future, we are introduced to the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and... SHIELD! Yeah, SHIELD. Yes. Uh, I thought uh, at some point that uh, Pepper Potts and Agent Coulson would be a, a pair, but till now Alas, they are not. Yeah, no. Um, he was... Uh, I, I quite liked him. He's, he's, um, yeah, he, he's he, an interest, interesting character. Oh, definitely. He apparently had a much smaller role, like, earlier on in, in earlier drafts. Um, just, in general, the whole script wasn't quite finished yet when they started shooting, so a lot of lines are improvised, and Robert Downey Jr. just came up with a bunch of shit on the spot. But his role was a lot smaller. He was just agent, and then he got a name, and when, when they realized Clark Gregg was so so charming and, and had such good chemistry with other actors in mm -hmm. the cast, mm -hmm. they just made his part bigger, and he, he returns in later films. So he's, he's a, a mainstay of the, of the universe. So it's, it's, it's fun for me to see the beginnings again, where he's just this, this small little guy who comes up to, to Pepper Potts and mm -hmm. says, like, he introduces himself. It's, it's, it's really cute how everything starts off. But his homeland, as I understand it, is, is above CIA, FBI. Uh, it's it's the well, se homeland secure, is, security service. Or? No, just just homeland is, is something something else. Shield is from the comics. Shield doesn't exist in real life. Okay, it's, homeland it's, does exist in real life. Uh, yeah, strategic home. No, homeland has it's 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 a longer name, but it's something like it probably exists. It's I'm not sure what the show homeland was about. I never saw it. Me neither. So, um, no, S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is, is just imaginary and is very secret and covert and nobody knows. Um, but we are also introduced in the post credit scene to the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., who you might have recognized. Uh, Black uh, guy, had, a, had an eye patch. Uh, the very last thing I showed you. Yeah, yeah, I know the scene, but um, you didn't recognize the actor. Should I rec Should I have recognized him? That's Samuel L. Jackson. You don't know Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, probably. You know Pulp Fiction, that guy. Oh, same guy. Okay, well, I didn't recognize him. Okay, sorry. well, he he. This is his introduction into the film, and I believe he had sort of at some point uh, the character of Nick Fury. Um, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, changed from, from a white guy to a black guy in the comics. And at that point, I believe they used his face, basically. They drew Nick Fury to look very much like Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. So I believe he just sort of 
was like, I won't sue you for this shit, but if you ever make a movie, I oh. want to be him. That's that's sort of what I, okay. I recall hearing about that. So he, he was just ready to go because they added in that scene quite late in the game when they were like, are we going to do this? Are we going to make a universe? Is this going to work? And they were like, we're getting good reviews. Let's put it in and just mm-hmm. go for it all mm-hmm. the way. So the, he, he was apparently ready to be cast and, and he's still uh, very much in the universe as well. Um so it's 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 I, I look forward to showing you everything that's happened in the past ten years at a rate of two movies a year, basically. So they they're quite deep in at this point. They're making three movies a year this uh, by now. Well, but tomorrow the new school year starts, so it'll take a while to to show like to watch them all just in general because I won't do all MCU movies one after the other. Okay. I'll. I'll have to It'll throw be boring. In yeah. Exactly. I'll do something else in between. We'll, and we'll 20th is on me again, so... Yeah, exactly. I have nine episodes. I can't even fit all of the NCU in nine episodes, so... Okay. That won't happen. There's also, at the uh, end of the movie, before the post credit scene, mm-hmm. he reveals that he is Iron Man. Yeah, so he has that no... was a nice scene, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's very funny, but it's also a, a very, like, a big difference, because there is no secret identity. They they do sort of mention the thing that he's supposed to say, like, it's my bodyguard. And isn't that kind of a flimsy story? That's that's the original from the comic. His, his, the backstory is Iron Man is my bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. sort of... They, they just go with it. Like, there are no secret identities in this universe. He just says who he is. And everybody in the world now knows he is Iron Man. So that, going forward, that's a very different dynamic from mm-hmm. everything else you might... I've... I've made you used to so so there's no batman bruce wayne thing there's just tony stark and everybody knows tony stark is iron man oh well, that's nice yeah it makes I for think. for different stories entirely Mm-hmm. but it was funny in the press conference where he he, he had to stick to his text and then he is going to talk free and free and mm. then um Rhodey says, stick to the text. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will. Yes, the truth is, I'm Iron Man. It was really funny. Mm. It was a it's funny It's a great scene. ending, yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Mm. I think today we are not very humorous or anything. I mean... I, I could have made another Trump joke about speaking, like, without prepared text, but I, I chose not to, so... Yeah, so... Last time you forgot to mention someone. Maybe you can do it now. Oh, yes. Um, so do it now. He's waiting for it. Yeah. Um, Stand By Me was actually... I had all, I had it already downloaded on my computer. It was just sitting there for my mom to, to pick it. And <laughs> that was weird. But I later realized why. Because uh, uh, Christopher White, um, a listener of the show, had suggested to me, hey, show this one. Like, talk about it. I love it. I, I grew up with it. And... I'd written it down and downloaded it just to like get to it eventually because listener suggestions are fun and I'll, I'll eventually get to more of those. But uh, I I yes, forgot I forgot in the in the actual episode to, to mention that so, <laughs> he'd, he'd actually thought of it first and you also happened to pick the same movie. Yeah, it was my own idea. Yeah, you say. you have original ideas. Yes, I do. Of course, I have. <laughs> I'm an original person. Yeah. Yeah. I believe David C. Robertson also had uh, thoughts on 
the Stand By Me, the lard-ass scene, mm-hmm. which I should probably grab because I can't paraphrase those as well. So someone reacted. Yeah, They're well, really, you, really living. You, you people asked him directly to. Living to, people are listening. Wow. No, he he, he had uh, quite some comments on that scene. So um, he says uh, the Lardass story is written by uh, Georgie, who felt invisible, and his protagonist uh, Lardass is the opposite. He so large that the whole town knows him, mm-hmm. but he has the similar problem of being bullied. So. Um, He, he takes the bullying until he can't take it anymore and it all comes back around and, and mm-hmm. the bullies get punished. So, um, so that's an interesting view. He says this story is told to, to help Georgie. Yeah, Georgie comes up with it out of his own frustrations uh, in, in his life. He feels invisible, but his character is very visible. Very visible. Yeah, but Georgie isn't bullied. Well, not... Yeah, he is. Like the big guys and who take his, his hat yeah. and everything. Okay. He, they, yeah. Those are the bullies. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's different, I guess, but still. Bullying. Yeah, it's point of view. Yeah. Okay. And it, and he, it also has purpose in the sense that uh, the scene shows how the two friends he never sees again won't really listen to him, won't, aren't getting what he's saying. He, they don't hear him really. And only his best friend is like, Tell the story. You're you're mm-hmm. shut yeah. up and and just you guys not not interrupting all the time. Yeah, exactly. So that, ends, so. <laughs> so it also shows those those uh, relationships uh, in a, in a way. Uh, so that's that's what I uh, what he answered when you you asked on the episode if if he had uh, more ideas on, on why it was in there. Did I ask? Yeah, yeah. We oh. we <laughs> sorry. We explicitly like cut it out. Yes, of course, I asked. <laughs> yeah, you remember this. Oh, cool. oh, should we get to the the closing thoughts? Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, about did we Iron say Man? anything about Iron Man? Yeah, we did. I mean, I you got the, off track. I to, but yeah, I love the suit, the the golden, the golden, uh, red and red, yeah. which is, by the way, not gold, but a tight. Titanium, titanium gold alloy, something yeah, like that, is what yeah, he says. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Robert Downey. Um, yeah. We might do two Marvel movies at a time, perhaps. like that. Yeah, they're so easy and so simple, so I can I can cope with two. Yeah, and we'll go at a bit higher rate through the universe, so we, we catch up to, to the movies that we are coming out now. Because uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what you'll think when things get more complicated and they really connect. Because right now they're introducing each hero in their own movie mm-hmm. before they team up and get together and meet each other really so that's that's going to be interesting okay looking forward to it yeah uh let's now just get into films we happen to see that nobody forced us to well as i told already i saw atomic blonde which i can recommend to everybody go and see it um um, um, um what's her name Charlize Theron. Yeah, she's splendid. She's really splendid. And the the 80s feeling, they did quite good. I mean, the shoulders could have been a bit broader and the well, it it was it was 80s um costumes with a 2017 uh, switch. But well, they did they did a swell job. 
and uh, it's a lovely movie and um, it's also a very good spy movie um, spy story um, because the end is really I won't won't uh, don't, don't spoil give, it. I, yeah. no, I won't spoil it I still have to see it so but um, well there's a at, as it should be at the end there is one big surprise when you think, oh, now I get it, now I get who the villain is, then you have this one twist where you think, oh, shit, yeah, great. So, yeah, I loved it. I really did. Wonderful. Um, you, already, you already talked about the other one you went to. Um, the, I saw The Shining. Oh, we yeah. Have, we have this out, yeah, outdoor open cinema that is just on a square. It's it's called Square Cinema. It's It's really... Very, very aptly named. But they they showed The Shining, which was also apparently the first film they ever showed uh, in, in within that project, like 25 years ago when they started with the first Square Cinema. I, I love the double meaning of Square in this context, but it, it, it was really nice. It, it didn't rain, because last night we had thunderstorms and there was a movie showing there, I know, so... I, I felt bad for everyone who <laughs> went to that movie, but um, no, The Shining, I can basically sum up as if you were going to go for Stephen King to show me in your 10th episode, it should have been The Shining. In, in hindsight, it's, yeah, yeah, I would have been, been more enthusiastic, I think, in, in last episode if I had seen that one. Well, um, The Shining. Did I talk about The Shining before here? No, I don't think so. Okay, I must tell you. Well, I think I did. Maybe you did. I was living in Germany. I told you about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. I thought well, you were going to say something about the content of the movie I, itself. I don't know. No, no. What I just remember, this movie I frightened the shit out of me. And I was, okay. for days, I was I was very frightened uh, of 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 hallways and um well and in my memory it's it's a magnificent movie and i must say well like blow out um i'm a bit scared when i would see it again yeah. uh, i would be uh, slightly disappointed it's it's a um, shame you didn't come along but then again it was nice going with friends like that works too yeah you don't have to <laughs> hang out with your mother all the time I and mean, no. that's not sane you know that's I'm not, not how it should be and I don't go to this open air square uh, theater movie thing because I want to have a a, a good a movie theater seat or lying on my own couch, but I won't sit on a on a wooden chair in the open air having cold and rain and they were plastic people talking through it and um, but yeah, the shining no, the I, shining is it, it's a cathedral of move for the movie it's 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 a monument it's well i'm glad you classic. saw it yeah no i mean no, to classic is too too little it's it's a cathedral <laughs> jesus christ it's it's my favorite all time can you let me talk actor. this is the movie i saw well, my favorite all-time actor, Jack Nicholson. I know. I, I saw the movie. I know he was in it. No, to be fair, the, the, the audience was very annoying. Like, people, for some reason, when they're not, like, when they don't have a roof over their head, they don't get that they're in a theater and they have to shut the fuck up. It's, it's, it was, it was it bad. You, and especially since it was, like, an older movie, 
everything that feels sort of old, they have to make fun of. And we were near some, some annoying-ass people. But I still, I, I was able to enjoy it quite a bit. It works better as a good film than it does a good horror movie, because, to be fair, a lot of the of the scary moments are now a little slow. They're, they're sort of outdated in that sense, because a lot of things, when the, the camera pans around the corner and you see the dead body... And then it zooms in. You're like, I've, I've, I've seen this already. It's not more impactful if you, if you show me it a third time. Yeah, but you, with your 21 years of existence, have seen probably more horror, dead bodies, and murders than I had seen at the time when I saw The Shining. It's oh, absolutely. Also, we are so much more used to violence, seeing dead corpses, um, what frightened me the most, why I, for me, The Shining is, is my top one scary movie, is because it's, it's so realistic. I mean, he's, he's a totally normal, kind, nice guy who goes to watch, uh, to, to get, to earn some money and to write and, and, um, will take care of a hotel in winter. And he gets totally nuts. And that's what I find frightening because it can be you or me or anyone. Your your husband can 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 turn into a vicious killer, and that's what frightened me. Not the horror aspects, but I mean Freddy Krueger or things that I don't like. It I don't like horror, not at all. But um, this is why I think this is such a good movie because it's a it's a it's a quite normal kind of guy who 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 gets creepy and this is what what i think very frightening and this is what i think the the power of um stephen king is Mm -hmm. uh i i get that you've said that before and and at the same time i felt that i was more it's it's funny i was more interested in the haunted house part of the story for i there was a lot of things that aren't quite explained and i'm not sure if they're any less open-ended in the in the book, so I'm curious to find out at some point. But the, the, a lot of the what happened with the the, the previous housekeeper and 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 the, yeah, the no ghosts answers. and people's I, I know which is is it's a little yeah because I know they like answers. but that is that <laughs> is the, the there is more at play than just a guy who decided to kill his his, his family so. No, it's the haunted house that, that yeah, no, brings that makes him to it. Absolutely, yeah. but th- there, I'm I'm not sure if there is more of a of a an explanation in the book. I just don't know. But it's it's it it is very very interesting because that I'm dog. I'm pulled to work that towards that aspect of of the film, which which really drew me in. But to, just in general, I I when I knew I love it basically from the first frame. I ended up not maybe not loving it that to that extent, but just really liking it. But no, the the just the visuals, the 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 first, the, the like the shot from from behind from the 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 kid on on his bike. That's just that's that's classic, and the sound and mm-hmm. going over the 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 carpets and then over the over the floor again mm-hmm. and then over the carpets again. It's that that's creepy. That's that's really well done, and I I dig that. Now I, I I later found now out. Now when in you're the telling me this, I'm 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 I see I'm seeing the scene with the boy on the three wheel 
bicycle uh, in uh, in the Omen. Oh, that might be an homage. I I've ne- I haven't I seen the Omen. I don't know which movie is older. Huh? I, I think the Shining. I think is the older. Shining is older. Then the Omen is maybe has picked from the Shining. Could be. Could be. Did you see uh, the Omen? No. <gasps> we have to see the Omen. That's number two scary movie. <laughs> but that's the last of yeah. You have to. Well, you're Catholic. You can re- you can relate to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll understand, but uh, <laughs> no, you've you've talked about that movie. I still haven't seen oh, it. God, the um, but uh, no, I I I I, I mean, I saw in the credits that it wasn't Kubrick that directed the the helicopter shots of the landscape and the car driving. So it didn't have anything to do with his cinematography. It was just another company that did it. But still, it was really really nice from just those first frames of wow, this looks good. Which just, just gives it a, a, a scope, and it's really you don't remember the bicycle. No. That's that's like he he pulls it out a lot like that. That's Maybe I saw it nineteen eighty three, eighty five. Yeah, I saw he, he, it. How it's, long ago is that? I know, but it's kind of <laughs> a big part of the movie. Like I'd sort of seen parts of that before yeah, because it's, I think he, so. he's, yeah, it's he's riding on that bicycle yeah, all the time. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's coming he, back now. It's yeah. it's a lot of scenes. But it's no, it's it's. I'm seeing the funny. snow mover all the time when they are outside on the snowmobile. Yeah, Mo- mobile, mo- you know. The, the yeah, the, the it looks like a fucking tank. I, uh, so you like The Shining? Well, yeah, maybe I we enjoyed should, it. We should do The Omen later on sometime. Might be fun. Yeah. Well, and today I saw the trailer of the new uh, David Aronofsky mm. Mother. Uh, I think this is also a very scary movie. We should see it. Okay, I'm, be, I'm curious. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer yet. I don't oh know. God, it. it was. Well, you did. No, I didn't. I did. I saw it twice already. Yeah, I saw it with the Tom and Blanche. You weren't yeah, there with I, me also. I, yeah, I, you, I was. We alone. all yeah. went on our own. Yeah, yeah, I was alone all the time. Yeah, well, I, I think I, I hope it'll be as good as the trailer promises us. It was uh, quite scary. Okay. And, um, Interesting. Uh, you also went to Wakefield? Just yes, now? just now, just this afternoon. I wanted to see Hampstead, but I was too late. Yeah. So then I said, okay, uh, go for Wakefield, because that's on my list also. And it was a really, really, really good choice. What a magnificent movie. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's uh, It's... Uh, a very peculiar movie, I'd say, because there is almost no dialogue. It's it's like a, a monologue, monologue intérieur en français, um, an, an in, internal monologue. Internal monologue, yeah. Internal monologue, intérieur. Um, well, I I won't tell the story. I mean, everybody knows what Wakefield is about, I guess. If you've seen the trailer. Um, Brian Cranston, he's... What I find really great is in the opening scene, you see him walking through New York, uh, Grand Central Station, so wonderful because I was there. I was lovely. And going to the to the underground and um, and you think, oh, that's the guy from Breaking Bad. I think, oh, mm, yeah, well, I know him, he's the guy from I Breaking Bad. I think most Bad. people have And that. what is a, a really good job, good acting job, within two minutes, you forget he was ever in Breaking Bad. 
he becomes uh, Howard Wakefield and you believe him from the first moment on. He's Howard Wakefield. And that's what I think a great actor makes that in every movie he is he becomes the the character when when i think an actor is not good is when you all the time think oh that's um insert name of actor yeah yeah i would say jack nicholson but that's a quite a that's a very wrong um example, example yeah. because he does the same thing he is always jack nicholson but he's always the character he's playing and that's what Cranston is doing also. He's Howard Wakefield. And Howard Wakefield, it's um, what makes the movie so special. Well, the lack of dialogue. It's, it's, he is observing and, and you hear his thoughts. The music is phenomenal. It's, um, most of it is classical music. It's very peaceful. It's very relaxing. And I didn't fall asleep oh. as relaxing as it was. Because the story he's telling us is so, well, uh, up until uh, uh, some level, it's imaginable. Mm -hmm. You know, he says as well, you all must have felt like this once in a while. And, and I must agree, yeah. But then the movie goes on and you think, hmm. It's, it's sort of a slippery slope that goes into the absurd, but very gradually that you... Yeah, and and, and halfway, realize. I I top to myself. Yeah, you caught yourself. I caught, I caught myself thinking, where uh, is this going? What end will they come up with? Because it's yeah. What, How do you achieve closure at this point? Yeah, yeah, and and but it didn't bother me because it was so well, not amusing, entertaining. And, and you wanted just to know how it will go on with this Wakefield without thinking, um, where is this story going? And then the end comes, and you think, uh, shit, yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole, well, there were maybe 20 people in the, in the, in the cinema. And you heard a big silence, and then some sighs, and then, Mm. And then I always sit uh, through the whole um, credits credits, and all people were leaving and then the lights went on and I was still sitting and one other lady was also still there and she came by me and she said, and then this end. And I said, yeah. So it was, well, I won't I'm tell curious. what the end yeah. is. Yeah. It's an open end. There's no answer. <laughs> I'll tell you That's so much. That's still a spoiler. Um. But it's wonderful done, and it's and it's the only end they could have made okay. uh, to it. And I think it's I was I was flabbergasted. I was not sure what I well I was sure I I love the movie, but I'm well I'm always on Facebook. I'm always writing a little review on every film I see, also for myself. So later on I can see oh yeah this was what I thought at that time. So always when I come out, I think, oh, what will I write? What do I think about it? And uh, it took me to go. Normally I do it at the cinema immediately. But now I thought I'd better go home and think about how to, how to write about this. But Wakefield, I loved it. I really did. Okay. I'll, I'll have to go to basically all of what you've seen. So <laughs> I have some catching up to do. Hampstead, I'll see you next time.
Yeah, and I'll just come along and go to something else then, probably. Probably. We'll, we'll figure Hamster it out. Hamster is a tearjerker, but... Well... Okay, I think we have to end this because um, the other cat is coming home and the, the dogs, dogs are, are going crazy. Oh. And uh, we have to go out to have dinner with uh, Daddy and the kids and uh, without the doggies. Yeah, yeah, let's not take those. Well, we've been stealing the remote. We have a Twitter. It's uh, at remote stealing. You can contact me there. We have an email. It's stealingtheremote at gmail.com. Suggest some films we can watch, perhaps. Uh, That's a good idea. Any feedback is welcome. Write a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you may like. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. What did I forget to mention? You forget. You forgot to mention a person. Well, it'll take a while to see them all. The dogs won't shut up.